Hello. Would you like to podcast with us? You guys ready? Feeling ready. good? Feeling so Y'all have good. your coffees. That's great. Mm. Mm. How's your... <laughs> Alright, cool. Ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Not really. Just tell me when you hit record. I don't know if I'm ready. I hit record like 20 minutes get, ago. I gotta get ready for it. I get psyched up for it. Dear vocal warm-ups. There you go. Oh yeah. There's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I've got my low jazz voice today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, Blues. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. My kids do really weird things when they do vocal warm-ups. Mm. They've gotten weirder and weirder. Well, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For recordings of our sermons, for more podcasts, to leave any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Colon, one of the assistant pastors here. <laughs> I'm Chris Webster, assistant pastor of noises and silent communication <laughs> i'm dave mcmurray i talk i well, didn't even I don't, alliterate. I don't know if you heard dave say that because he whispered but he said he talks <laughs> I, talk. I, was, I was hoping that chris was going to say that he's the pastor of joyful noises but uh, I, I almost did but i didn't want to back out i didn't want to be too irony but i don't have good enough microphone hygiene to do it right mm. Sometimes you make me so I wanted, sad. I wanted. Oh, I got, I got yours, Dave. You need to say, "I am the pastor of Level Six Rejoicing." Level Six Ooh. Rejoicing. Yes, mm. you'll find out what that means if you listen yes. to the sermon. Yeah. Mm. Well, I have a bone to pick about Dave saying he's a Level Six oh, Rejoicer, oh, but, oh, but, oh. but that's all right. Throw down right at the beginning. <laughs> I, I mean, like it. It's in my notes. He says at one point, I'm pretty quiet and not expressive throughout the week, mm. Dave. Is that I just, a lie? I just don't think that's very true. Oh. I don't think it's true. But maybe it's because I'm a level one. I was going to say, so, you're, so. you're kind of like a level two or three, I think. Oh, that's great. Two or three. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, anyways, I just don't think you're a very quiet person. See, that's why I put myself at a five, because loud people think I'm quiet and quiet people think I'm loud. So I'm like, yeah. that means I'm a five, oh, right? Maybe. Well, we need to rate each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I am then. <laughs> it's it's not really fair because. Well, I, I was kind of thinking specifically about singing and worship. I was going to say if you try and rate off of like personalities, yeah, like uh, like it would be like yeah, yeah. stage personalities almost that you all would be rated off of, yeah. right? Like and I have a whole sound system, so I get to be loud. There's cheating there, yeah. yeah, digitally. But Chris, for the record, has a really loud conversation voice, mm. but a quieter. Stage voice, talking mm. voice, but a loud singing voice. That's because people scare me. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the podcast <laughs> recording studio office school thing, office school. Chris's uh, <laughs> microphone level is the lowest out of all of ours because mm. he's the loudest. <sighs> Word. Scientific data. To be fair, so, so his gain is the lowest, and he clips the most. So, mm. so that's that's take it for whatever that is, and yes. then. Um, what Dave was saying earlier about microphone 
hygiene. He meant etiquette mm. for those of you who actually care and might <laughs> Google it. Don't Google microphone hygiene. We don't know what will come up. But microphone etiquette is, is about how you use a microphone. And Dave's <laughs> so joyful about trying to do it more and more accurately. But this week we're in Psalm 95, <laughs> Joy in Colleen, mm-hmm. part of our Advent series, third out of four, which means next week is... Our final Advent Sunday, because Christmas is already here, mm. which means the end of the year is already here, mm. which means the end of the decade is already here, Whoa. which means 2020. we're in a, in a crazy place, but mm. we're supposed to be joyful about that. So joy in Colleen this week because of a non-historical tradition of history that mm. has to do with hope, love, joy, and peace Believe it. around the time of an arrival of a notable person or event. Yes, you get it. So in <laughs> case you were wondering, that's what it's all about. Yes. Fakeness <laughs> to capture joy and hope and love and peace around the time that the rest of the world celebrates Christ's birth maybe Christmas Santa extravaganza maybe Santa Mm. all that to say joy is noisy joy is creative and joy is humbling were your three Mm. points Mm. Um, you said creative creaturely right did I say creative I remember Mm. when I said last week that I can't read my own handwriting all the people are yelling all the people are yelling at their their radios (laughs) 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 turn off your radio video Switch foot points. Joy, yes. joy and Colleen from Psalm 95. Have any reason why you chose not Psalm 95 mm-hmm. other than your overarching point last week of, I've done this 13 times and I don't want to do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just saw it as a how to rejoice passage. So I think that was. But I mean, so I've used it before. My thought was. Yeah, like out of all the passages, or did yeah, was it just like a standout, or it just kind of it came to mind, kind of thing, or is it like historically known as a joy? I mean, I I, yeah, yeah, I do. So process wise, how I I do look at all these passages that talk about joy, Mm -hmm. and I'm just filtering and sifting, and Mm -hmm. it just felt the most appropriate. I don't know why. Mm. He googled what does the Bible have to say about joy, (laughs) and it was the third hit so it wasn't quite the top one quite a lot i mean so here's part of the weirdness of it is i started with the story of all the little places where joy shows up in the birth narratives and i was going to start there and then i ended up leaving it out really out of just airheadedness Um, Hmm. Hmm. yeah airhead interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i love it i love the psalms anytime we can do it i I was thinking about the angels rejoicing the shepherds rejoicing the magi rejoicing all these little Hmm. places of rejoicing around the birth and then i was like hmm what's a passage that teaches and i've I've taught on psalm 95 before i was like okay this is a good one Hmm. could tie that in and then as i was working on it thinking through the the blocks to joy that's what led me to think about luke 15 and luke 10 it's kind of like when we rejoice in the wrong things or when we're not rejoicing in god so Hmm. i just kind of went in this big circle in my preparation time for it cool Hmm. Well, we did have a junior hire again ask why Advent wasn't in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you need to just go listen to our podcast. He said, you have a podcast? 
It's like, yep, and we actually talked about you and you saying that. Mm. Did you say my name? (laughs) No. Beep, beep. I didn't say your name. Um, Way to bleep it out. (laughs) Yeah, I want to make sure he he can trust me when I tell him that I didn't Mm. actually say his name. But, um, yeah, I... I, uh, I always read the whole passage that we're talking about in the middle of our like music set up there. And so I have it in the PowerPoint ahead of time and he helps with the PowerPoint. So mm-hmm. it said Psalm 95. He said, Psalms, it's Advent. I don't understand this. <laughs> it's like, well, mm-hmm. sorry. No. So the whole Bible this. is the story of redemption. So but he was very okay. noisy about it. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so I guess... Uh, well, let's talk about joy being noisy. And I get that it's from the first three or four verses, five verses, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't remember. Sorry, I didn't write down the number of voices. Vo- voices. I didn't write down the number of verses for each of your sections. But I'm wondering, I guess I want to start with the question, does noisy equals expressive? Because you... I blurred it. You did just go back and forth saying noisy expressive noisy expressive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm wondering Hmm. if that's actually true does noisy equal expressive noise is definitely a type of expression i'd say and then i was trying to contrast it with internal joy which is taught a lot so i both services i was like there there is this thing right there's the supernatural awareness of joy in jesus when you're being pummeled by life or when you're down like that i do think there's kind of a a paradox of experience there but that's not normal normally joy means expression it means outward expression of happiness and so i was just trying to correct that it's just a a funny little teaching and one of those teachings where Mm. we focus on the rare case and make it like the normal reality when it's not really so so like yeah, I was trying to think of synonyms that capture all of the more expressions. Like mm-hmm. you could say, joy is obvious, joy yeah. is shared, joy mm-hmm. is big. So you're t- yeah. like I like uh, yeah. I, I wonder if there's a million own, options it, yeah. like that, and I was like, oh, yeah. well, noise. I love is it. a word that's in the ESV, so I'm just gonna settle there. Yeah, I think but it's yeah. good because it it makes you think of. Mm-hmm. Not what 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 quieter people might think of as obnoxious or like I'm just gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. hide away this little joy to myself and and there is this weird obviousness and transfer of like it needs to be seen it's need to be visible in a bigger ways or something so yeah yeah but that's a good that's a good question of yeah is it just loudness or is it is it and I would movement say our, and, our congregation yeah. is more than fifty percent quiet and reserved Mm -hmm. and so i was kind of trying to push them a little bit it's a really interesting thing because uh we did our first ever christmas wrap in the service (laughs) and so i was talking to kendrick who's doing it it's really cool i i put him up to it like man you need to write a rap about joy and he's like wow yeah like that's that's a it's a topic I haven't really tried to address in a rap, you know, mm-hmm. that's, he said he's done more like hope or, mm-hmm. um, I thought he did a great job, but we were really like, I was trying to coach him like, okay, even if they don't get excited at the end of it, they're happy about it. You know, like they may not know. Okay. <laughs> now's the moment. Express happiness. Now's the moment when you guys rejoice that that was a cool rap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting, like, <laughs> 
and it was probably very surprising. You didn't know. Did you know it was coming, Joey? Uh, I did not know. So what it was, was it like? Coming. Was it total shocker? To be fair, I also did not know it happened until right now. I, must, I must have been out of oh, the first song. Yeah, first song. First song. Yep. So I I was out. I didn't even know. I'm curious to look back and and hear it and see it now so so we we as the worship team were were displaying risky joy because we were like i don't know if we could pull this off but we're gonna try it it was fun but you did it yeah yeah well done that's cool i'm excited to go back and and find it and listen to it watch the movie maybe we can (laughs) uh another switch foot point today's just switch foot sunday they make lots of joyful noises yes boodoop <laughs> I loved I loved joyful noise as a war cry. That was that was a cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a cool thought because I think I think there's so much into that that even as like a two word metaphor of like this is this is the way that we do battle against mm-hmm. our our fear and do battle for our to help our friends and you know we come together as battle buddies to to mm-hmm. really kind of pushed back the darkness and i don't know i just loved that um Mm -hmm. as a more aggressive kind of look at what worship is it's good stuff it's helpful for men that aren't musical Mm -hmm. i guess for women that aren't musical also Mm -hmm. so oh yeah i guess noisy and expressive you're saying yeah, noisy is one expression, mm-hmm. so you can take that and apply it more to expressiveness, which I think is fine and fair and accurate. Mm-hmm. I am wondering on your make a scene mm-hmm. comment slashness of joy. Mm-hmm. So you said you know we need to make a scene, and you mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what you were talking about, but yeah, and you did briefly say like, and we try and do that orderly, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering the difference between joyfully making a scene and not being orderly Mm. so like you told people you know if you're one bump it up to four if you're five Mm -hmm. bump it to six if you're 10 bump it to 11 and teach us your ways Mm -hmm. i'm just wondering where the line is drawn at least inside a church service. Gotcha. See, a 12 being would be orderly, too much. Or, uh, 12 is too yeah, much. Yeah, 12 is too much. <laughs> but I mean... I disagree. Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious. Like, yeah, what, yeah. Especially since our services are so docile. Mm-hmm. Docile. Mm-hmm. Well, I was trying to be specific. We're inviting you to sing, so sing. If you can't make pitch, at least say the words. Um so I was just trying to invite people into that. And we talked more about posture, bowing, and hand raising in a, in a later point, because that comes up later on in the text. Um, and you also talked about war cries, uh, like Chris said. Yeah. So. yeah. I've thought about it a lot, and I, I, I don't presume to have the perfect answer, but I do think, I think it's so important to remember that um, worship is a communal activity. Mm-hmm. And so I do think part of it is, um, I've told people before, our worship team has talked a lot about like, how do we help people feel comfortable to do it? How do we build a culture that um, just, I mean, in general, the goal is to, to look like we're happy about the gospel, look like it's mm-hmm. obvious that we rejoice in the, these truths. And um, I do think it, a lot of it is where is mm. the temperature of the room right now? So, so in, in that case, like if you're a 12 type of a person and you're walking into a two type of a room, the way to, to 
help those people is not to go full 12 it's to go to a little bit more than them a little bit you know just like encouragingly just a little bit out of the norm and hopefully that can grow over time does that make sense but Mm -hmm. like to be aware of am i just completely breaking the social norms of this moment like so far out away from it that Mm -hmm. that it's the dangerous or just shocking Mm -hmm. versus um I'm just going to take a little bit of a risk and try to show a little bit of how, how you can rejoice a little more. Is that, yeah. is that helpful or? Yeah, no, I think that's really helpful. And I think with the war cry thing too, I'm, I'm saying really with the singing, like get into it. Yeah. Shout loudly what we're asking you to shout so we can do it in unison and be orderly. We, there's a kid, we all know that, uh, he screams when he's singing (laughs) and (laughs) it's a little frightening if you're within 10 feet of him, but, He's not really disrupting the service, you know. It's just a little scary right when you're walking by. It just depends if he's in front of the crowd, Mike, or not. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, the other thing that's a little to the side of that, I, mm-hmm. I think, and we talk about as well, is um, being careful of just going into a repetitive like habit of, I always raise my hands, and mm-hmm. so then it becomes an unthinking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes there's, in general, I think there's just, I want to encourage our congregation, like, take a risk for something that's of worth and that's what mm-hmm. we're that's what we're calling you to is to not not be so aware of um what, what you think per- people perceive of you and that you don't take a risk so it's always mm-hmm. like but sometimes also for people who like i said always always stand always raise their hand they need to ask the question well maybe I need to try what's out of the ordinary for me f- to remember like so as you go through these points right joyful noise uh, joy is noisy joy is uh creaturely creaturely and humbling so there is this rhythm and this pattern of i need to sometimes say man is this a time to be small before god and Mm. in my posture be small before god when Mm. when even maybe sometimes when i i would usually stand and raise my hands sometimes i need to risk and say I'm going to do something that feels uncomfortable to make sure I'm being intentional about it. And mm-hmm. that's hard to work out for every person, but I think it's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess my question is kind of trying to look at the difference between being in church and being in your quiet time, right? So you mm-hmm. talked about, mm-hmm. you talked about quiet times slash noisy times, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe our quiet times shouldn't be so quiet like mm-hmm. that. And that's always kind of been a, I guess a misnomer of Mm -hmm. that time, you know, time with the Lord being called quiet time. But, um, so I guess I'm wondering where the onus lies and if there's a difference in being noisy and expressive in a service versus in a personal time. Um, so like obviously the personal time, the onus is on the individual to figure out what that looks like. Mm. I'm wondering if in a church service, if the onus isn't more on the royal we or us mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it should be group. I mean, I think you should follow the leadership of the leaders mm. and coordinate mm. your efforts with the group. I mean, I guess I was really thinking, mm. we've asked you to sing and you're standing there and frowning at me and not singing or mm. saying anything. Mm. Well, okay, try speaking the words if you can't sing. Mm. you know. So I guess I was trying to like bring them towards the things we've already invited them to do that 
that they may not really be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe do that with more volume and then maybe do that with more joy. I forgot to say smile. That's a key to you. <laughs> um, you have to smile to have joy. I didn't know that. Yep. yep. And just, I, th- I think again, maybe people don't think about it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people probably don't. They just show up and just ride the wave of whatever mm-hmm. the moment it feels like they want to yeah. do. And I think I've just been very aware that, that this thing we do on Sundays is becoming more and more culturally unnatural. Yeah. So we're, we are not, we come in less capable and less ready culturally yeah. and, and emotionally. And mm-hmm. like, and uh, so in this social situation, like you, you watch concerts and at least in the ones I go to, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a specific uh, subset of music, but Miley Cyrus concerts are, are weird. <laughs> oh, Chris. That's okay. oh gosh. Don't you dare put that on me. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but, but really, truly, the, I feel like the in large, in a large way, the culture I'm mostly rubbing up against it's drifting more and more and more into the more unaffected you are by by this group dynamic, the more cool you are, the more level headed you are, the more um, sophisticated you are. So it's showing that you're, you're kind of sending this message of I actually know what good music is. And therefore, mm. I'm not going to delve into this lower class mm, stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think I, I just I just encourage people maybe who haven't thought about it before to say, oh yeah. So if I'm not just offering my my physical and you know audible critique of this music, but I'm actually trying to display my joy in God, it's going to be pushing past this this friction that I like, it doesn't feel like this is what I should be doing. It feels like I should be standing at the back of the room with my arms crossed because mm-hmm. that's what I've been trained to do mm-hmm. and to know I've got it. I'm stepping into something unnatural. I'm going to war for displaying the glory of God and for encouraging his people. So mm-hmm. I feel like you've thought a lot about this, Chris. Ah, sorry. This is my week to blab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was gonna say at the beginning that this is Chris's week, <laughs> yeah. but I forgot to say that because we had an awkward rough start, but we this made it. Thing, <laughs> yeah, I just mean, get, I, close your left eye if you need me to sh- be quiet. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> my left or stage your left? left oh, or? yeah, stage left. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, one day we will film these and upload videos of them so you can mm. see all of the great yes. winking that happens during our podcast. Yes. But So I guess I'm wondering, like, so say somebody comes and they're used to, like, dance, dancing mm. in, yeah. in their church. Mm-hmm. Like, are we saying, yes, please dance? Are we saying, actually, come join the worship team and dance? Mm. Or are we saying, like... Yeah, you can dance, but dance in the back corner or don't dance. Like that's oh. that's what I guess I'm wondering. Is like mm-hmm. in our church service. So let's put it in our context. Like mm-hmm. you're telling our congregants be more expressive, and I'm wondering one where the onus lies on that, and two how much is permissible. I guess mm-hmm. I've had that conversation. So I'll let uh, you go sure, first. Yeah, I don't you care who yeah. answers. Yeah, no, go. Well, so so my answer was, and again, not. I think it's different at different times in different places, but mm-hmm. the concrete answer was feel free to dance at the back of the room. And, and the reason I, I would say that is um, we have to be aware of when am I pointing to myself more than God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in our cultural situation, again, reading the room, you, it dancing in the front is not a language we understand. It's not one we would interpret as 
look at the beauty of God by that person dancing. It would be, I'm completely distracted by that person. So, so it's like almost a language we don't currently speak in our room. And so, so again, if it, if that's your own personal act of worship, you do, you can feel free to do it somewhere. That's not gonna be just completely and utterly confusing for our people. So, so that was kind of what I talked to. And I don't think it's ever actually happened in the back room. What would you say, Dave? Is that maybe you can help me explain more? And I mean, people move in their spot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. again, it's, are you disrupting? Are you running over people? Are you coming up front and distracting? I mean, that just seems very different to me than saying, if you're a 10, turn it to 11. If you're a five, turn it to a six. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I would say, Dancing is probably like a five or six level, right? A little and bit. Of- well, yeah. Even what do you mean by dancing? I guess I was interpreting that as like ballet, swirling, and leaping. So if yeah, that's I mean, not maybe, what you're maybe about, that's yeah. a seven or eight. But <laughs> yeah. if you're talking about like, like I don't, grooving and and swaying, yeah, and, yeah, no, that's oh, not what I mean. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean grooving okay. and swaying. I mean like, <laughs> I mean like Guatemala. They have mm-hmm. you know ribbon trollers that are yeah. part of their service. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we took over this building, we removed the ribbons. So. And the bullwhip. That says something about... That says something about... Hey, bullwhip guy! (laughs) You guys remember that? No. (laughs) You don't remember Hey, Bullwhip guy? No. Do you remember Hey, Bullwhip guy? I don't know what... Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Now it's time for Joey's Random Cultural Corner. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll just just put it in the show notes and I'll pass it to you guys. It's like a... Oh, man, what's that guy's name? The guy who took a lot of heat in the late 2000s. He was like the one who did the, but God wasn't in the whirlwind, and he was, hmm. he's in the quiet, or in the, do you remember that? I, uh, yeah, I'll find sort it. Of. Hmm. Well, there, and, there was again, a guy who did a bunch of, like, videos that they sold at, like, Lifeway, and then all hmm. of a sudden it was like, oh, wait a second, maybe this is all blasphemous, and uh, you took a lot of heat. Anyway, no, I don't know. It. I'll find but it again, I, I guess I would say, to me, as, as a, like, watching the dynamics of, of a culture, like... There, if there well, very well could be. I'm not saying we will, but we could say we think that um, ribbon dancing is a, is this thing we want to pursue. And, but how we would approach it would be, we need to address it and tell people what it means and help them speak this language and then mm-hmm. bring and then bring it in so that they understand even what's happening. So it's it's not it's not something you can just like drop this new form of thing that people don't understand it's 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 very more i think linguistics is the best um metaphor i can come up with this are you speaking the language of the people next to you um and in guatemala yeah maybe you can just go to town because that's what they totally understand it or yeah well it's it's actually really strange the reason i brought up guatemala is actually because guatemala is not a very expressive culture and not a very artsy culture Mm. So the church decided to bring that in to help people learn to be expressive. And, and Shivok so, or San Juan? Saka, saka, well, San, <laughs> in, San, in San Juan is where it's more, where they do it more in the church. Okay. Um, but I've that, not been that, to the worship service. I've only been to the That's the same area, though. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. talking same culture and, yeah. Killeen versus Temple or something. Yeah. I don't know. But so... In Chivok, they don't do that in the service, mm-hmm. and the, and the churches are very different, the two churches. But mm-hmm. but in general, the culture is not very expressive. Like they don't have their own mm-hmm. songs, they mm-hmm. don't have their own art. Like mm-hmm. they have some weaving and some clothes, and they're very proud of that. But mm-hmm. anyways, it's not quite the same. So I, yeah, I was just wondering hmm. where we drew on that, and I mean that could go the same to like you know some churches paint in their service, mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. you know they have artists up on stage 
throughout the whole service who are painting or fill in the blank. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. I would say we're probably like at a one or a two level of expressiveness in general as our church. Wow. That's what I would think. I mean, mm. we're pretty... Yeah, pretty chill. I mean... Well, and I, 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 I we think have maybe two people doing first service that sometimes say amen or mm. something throughout mm-hmm. the service. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think... Uh, so, so I definitely, Dave and I have talked about this a lot, and we we definitely we have different, slightly different opinions, and we just we just want like I think you you said it well, like we just want to risk and try to try to say, am I pushing myself to for the glory of God a little bit? And mm-hmm. but uh, but to your question about what's too much and what's too little, I think the thing is the reason we're going around in circles is there's no blanket answer mm-hmm. because sure. there's different people, and, and the the. The thing you have to say and put your finger on in that question is, you you don't worship in a vacuum, and you don't continue to worship in a vacuum. Like if mm-hmm. you're if you're wondering, so you prayerfully, open handedly say, "I think this may be a thing God's wanted me to step into," and if it's way out of the norm, then you ask your friends and you mm-hmm. ask your you know small group leaders, and so you don't do this in a like, right? Like there's almost a sense of uh-huh. we're so individualistic as Americans, we think I can walk into a worship service and know exactly what to do and never make a mistake. And it's like, man, no, we're probably going to make mistakes. And the qu- thing is to keep praying about it and to keep asking your friends for an outside opinion, because some of our personalities are unaware of the effect we have on other people. And, mm-hmm. um, and that goes both ways. You know, some people may be frowning and silent and not even realize it. They think I'm kind of have a pleasant smile on my face and that's not what it looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so maybe they need to ask that. Maybe that's a great thing. Here's your homework. Everybody listening, like ask someone next to you, how do I affect you in worship? And can I, can I be more encouraging? And mm-hmm. does, do, can you tell that I love Jesus by the way that I, I sing or, or listen to the sermon even, or, you know, or do so. you think I'm sad and I hate everyone here? Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it, you're communicating something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a cute idea. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to look at their one, phone and say, I know one hey. person who will do it. But. Nice. Right, well, you one person start infecting the whole uh, Dear listener. The whole place. Um, I don't know. I wasn't trying to be super pushy. I just oh, think. Oh, good. I just think that yeah. we are those people, right? So yeah. we're sitting in a room. You know, you have just been on the stage yesterday saying, be more expressive, turn it up to 11, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to know, like, do we. I just wanted to help with that idea of like, mm-hmm. is there a boundary? Is there a way you should work through it? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know that, I mean, asking the person next to you is probably beneficial, but if we can't say like, well, you know, don't, don't mm. dance or don't yeah. actually do a war cry or yeah, don't so, bring your, your paint or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to be clear, yeah. I, th- I thought I was clear. Maybe yeah. you were. And I was saying, I'm just sing. Not. If you can't yeah, sing, yeah. shout the words to the song. Yeah. The word means war cry. So yeah, I I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. very much centered on. We're already asking you to do this stuff. Yeah. So do this stuff. Do it louder. Do it happier. Do it more excitedly. You know? Yeah. So maybe I just got yeah. confused when you were going back and forth using noisy mm-hmm. and expression. Yeah. Almost synonymously. Yeah. So. And I think I'm thinking of looking out and seeing people's faces and their downcast and dour so when i'm saying expressive i mean like your face is bright or it's sad you know well and we're 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 all together people so mm-hmm. it's like um, what i mean is like your physicality and the sound coming out of your mouth 
tend to match. So it's really right. hard to sing happy, yeah. joyfully, and look mad. Yeah. So so those do go together. But mm-hmm. I think it is it is interesting because I've never gotten to like really talk concretely about like okay, so where are we at as as a church? Just in case you're wondering, no, we wouldn't do ribbon dancing in the front, and probably would be a little str- weirded out by dancing even at the back. But I mean, mm-hmm. if that's just your complete gift from God, and you want to encourage people with it, we'll talk about it, you know. But I would love. I think we have a hard time clapping on a beat, which I know people have talked about. I can't sing and clap at the same time. Again, it's okay, but maybe you could practice it. I don't know. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. one thing that I I've loved when I've seen it, just on a very specific level, is I love it when people just you know, not on a beat, but just clap and cheer about a concept when we're swelling into a verse and there's just something, something just huge and, and weighty and, uh, biblical and they just cheer like literally like a football game clapping and cheering. Yeah. I love that swell, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, so I think there's just this place of, if we do those physical things, if we do mm-hmm. are feeling a little more free to raise our hands with intentionality, not mm-hmm. just because it's the thing to do, but be, as a, a sign of, like Dave said, neediness and reaching out to God and giving him honor and surrender, whatever mm-hmm. that is, and bowing. Um, yeah, we probably wouldn't fall, lay on the floor. That's not, not something we'd feel comfortable with right, right now, but kneeling down is okay. Like, and again, any of these things can become okay depending on the well, cultural you got moment. Limits right? in the room, like, right? Yeah, you can't really land yeah. on the floor. The room's too small. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, people are gonna be stepping on each yeah. other. Yeah, and as we do these things, yeah. I think that does affect the volume of the singing because it mm-hmm. really is a. It's a. It's this. These sometimes unconscious markers of those mm-hmm. people agree with this. Man, how that makes me excited that we yeah. all agree with this. Like, yeah. and so singing is not the only way to get louder singing the way you look really right. and what you do really does affect that too. So, Well, and I think I'm, uh, I'm finally hearing what you were saying, Joey, is expressive to you is sounding like more individual expression, more like creative, I'm going to do my own thing. And I wasn't thinking that way. I was more like quiet to loud, small to big, mm. but I was still thinking in concert, in unity, you know, everybody together. So I can see what you're saying because, yeah, there are churches where people like, do their own thing, you know, run around, dance, mm-hmm. shout yeah, when I they mean, want to. Yeah. yeah. But I also mean that mm-hmm. in an organized way too, yeah, though. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. But I guess when you're talking about making noise more civic specifically, that mm-hmm. kind of leads more to the creatureliness mm-hmm. of joy. You know, uh, creatures make noise and creatures get excited and mm-hmm. creatures mm-hmm. get bummed out too, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know maybe we can move to the second point um i keep thinking about this book that we have it's a kid's book and it's called make a joyful noise maybe mm-hmm. and it's like a little kid walking down the street maybe and they're talking to their mom about all the sounds they hear you know and it's mm-hmm. the birds and hearing their tweet making a joyful noise and the cars driving by and that being part of a joyful noise and the mm-hmm. jackhammer from the construction being part of a joyful noise and mm-hmm. i don't remember even the premise of the story but mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm everything all of creation being part of this joyful noise and uh it's a pretty fun little book and has all these different sounds and somehow they do it in the drawing that you can see the sounds you know and so mm. there's Ooh, a jackhammer and this. you can see maybe it's like the word but kind of written musically or something i don't remember exactly what it is but mm-hmm. I keep thinking about it and it's like all of creation so not just creatures but even created things being part of the joy and the joyful noise. But, hmm. um, yeah, I mean, 
basically this section you talked about sheep being dumb and needing a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about us being sheep, but knowing that we're well taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question for this section really is, how do we express our creatureness? You talked about some postures, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that that fully got it for me. And then, uh, then you also talked about like, oh, we just need like simple and basic ways to recognize that God is King. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Either of you could talk a little about the two of those. So how do we express our creatureness mm-hmm. and some simple and basic ways to recognize God as King? That's kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this where you talked about mm-hmm. um, bowing up, or was that in humbling? Uh, that was in the last okay. section, but so related. Yeah, so related. they all they all flow together. I mean, it's one. Yeah, it's one passage. So they all relate. I think here you've got the nexus of the sheep shepherd thing, and you've got God as King and Creator. So I specifically talked about going outside and seeing creation. So you you hear hear the psalmist talking about the the mountains and the sea and the dry land. And so there's a, a praising of God as the one who formed everything. And so mm. I feel like that's an, that is an application. It kind of feels like you're not doing anything, but go out, look at nature and say, God made this and, mm. and recognize that. And then the psalmist is connecting that to we're sheep and he's our shepherd and he leads us and provides for us and takes care of us. So that's another layer of kind of recognizing your relationship to him. So the, I was trying to connect creator, creature with sheep, shepherd. To me, the they're like layered um, ideas that the psalmist is putting together there. And then he gives us these postures. He says, bow down, mm-hmm. kneel. Um, so I was saying, yeah, there are physical postures by which we can express that in our prayer and in our worship. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of it's, in a sense, meditating on creation you know looking looking at what god has made and saying god made this so again to wrap my mind around it i try to define what's the opposite so i guess the opposite Mm -hmm. is saying i am king Mm -hmm. i deserve respect this all revolves around me kind of Mm -hmm. thing is that that helps me to understand when we trip up and when we're not being creaturely so what does not look being (laughs) creaturely look like i guess Mm, well, in a secular age, I think denying God's existence, mm. living your life as if he's not there and he doesn't care. Mm. So um, if you're not uh, purposefully, self-consciously saying, God, you are there. God, you've made these things. I believe in our culture, we're going to get just pulled along in this river. It's like you're jumping mm. in a river on a floaty. Mm. It's just going to pull you right along god doesn't exist this is all an accident Mm. he didn't make any of this he has nothing to do with it um so Mm. i believe it's a a, like a heart fight to go outside look at creation say god made this thank you god for this i'm going to humble myself bow down before you um so i think it's a a, yeah heart fight is the best way i can describe that and i think the helpful thing to me too is even one step deeper of not just a I'm not just a creature. I am a tended creature. I am a, mm-hmm. I'm not just a mm-hmm. sheep. I am a sh- sheep who has been uh, shepherded yeah. and is being shepherded. So then you can read Psalm 23 yeah. and mean it. You yeah. Know? And, I, and I think, so yeah. he's putting together, in my mind, I'm, I'm saying, if I really want to read Psalm 23 and mean it and believe it, 
I need to go outside, ponder God's creation, acknowledge that before him, bow before him, and then read Psalm 23. Mm. And say this is really true. Because I think I've seen that pattern in my own life. Of I, I tend to be aware of there is a creator so infinitely obvious, and I see this beauty, but then the personalness is harder to get to. So God is huge and out there and, and glorious, and then he cares for me is something I have to keep studying and reminding myself about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you talk about not, not doing what this thing, we're doing it badly, it's, there's almost this, I'm not a tended creature. So I, I'm even, okay, I'm a created being, but then God just has left me to myself and I've got to fight and scrap and yeah. protect myself. And there's almost this inherent anger or fear or however you react the to that. God. He's, yes. he's made me, now he's done, I'm on my own. Yeah, and so when you enter worship in that mm-hmm. way, yeah. there's this, there's just this underlying like anger or rage or, or something, and that keeps you from really fully being thankful and mm. um, yeah. rejoicing fully. So, hmm. Hmm. Mm. I loved, it was interesting, you were talking about the, Joey, about the, uh, noises it was kind of yeah joyful noise of everything making noises and i love that i've always loved that picture of um the world is full of noises and just the fact that they exist is a song to god and you know the sky's pouring forth praise in the psalms and um but but recently i think you were pulling that up dave someone uh one of our friends, uh, yeah, your son-in-law, Dave's son-in-law, was uh, was asking, "What? Why is music what it is?" And so that really made me had me thinking about what's the difference between just random noise that, by its existence, does proclaim the praise of God, but what's the difference between that and music? Or yeah, the book, yeah. the children's book that you're mentioning reminds me of this quote. I'm going to quote this guy, Chris Webster, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. posting <laughs> on my son-in-law's. <laughs> thing about why is music the way it is he says man have i wondered about this the fact that atoms vibrate that the earth is uniquely saturated with sound unlike any other planet we've observed the fact that we literally feel sounds in our bones the fact that our hearts have a beat music is more than sound it's sound that has been given structure and purpose it's gardened sound it's like the language that exists to connect body soul and mind as if composers and songwriters are simple sound simply sounding the depths of shared existence and laying sound down the paths that already run their courses there. So fascinating. Counterpoint. Illegal (laughs) use of social media. Let me lay that down. No, get out of here. It's public. (laughs) If you wanted that to be private, you had to put it on a private setting. Mm -hmm. That's that's set in precedent in (laughs) court. Um, Counterpoint. All right. Not really a counterpoint, but have you ever listened? I don't know if it would be called a genre, but the genre of everything is music, like composers who will just sit and listen and then like hear the sound of the AC vent turning on and record Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. then hear the sound of Mm -hmm. traffic moving and then the sound of, I don't know, a light switch being turned on and off and it like make these beautiful compositions of of everything or you like mm. you know when you can just be sitting in a room and you hear the fan spinning and then mm-hmm. the fan spinning clicking kind of lines up with whatever bird that's singing outside i don't i don't know if that's yeah. a genre or not but that everything is music um 
I don't know, philosophy. I would or... agree. I would agree. I would say it. Everything is potentially music, mm. and I think that's that mm. hits right on the humanness, the uniqueness of humans to interpret and see this the innate structure of God in everything, and to to like to notice meaning and to add meaning. You know, even when you record it and put it together with other things, you're engaging in a a creative task you're a sub creator to the creator and you're seeing these mm-hmm. patterns he's already built everywhere so yeah i think that's awesome that's not to argue against that at all but um i think yeah god made the world so there's all this accidental beauty hmm. sound and visual and then maybe incidental inc- is a better incidental word? and then he puts Even that, humans yeah. into the world and says garden keep shape fill spread mm. and so I do think we hear those sounds and then we like pull them into a composition is more beauty than there's some of these guys where it's just mm-hmm. just the recording of the odd thing but no crafting or no framing of it and that gets a little weird it's a little bit uh, well like take take strange. modern art take yeah, modern yeah. art right like so flinging flinging uh the famous jackson pollock i guess he's flinging paint on a mm-hmm. on a canvas and and a lot of people react to oh that's not real art and and there's an argument to be had there but what's fascinating to me is well wait he took paint in his hands and <laughs> he flung it in a direction <laughs> yeah. and then we're looking at it and feeling emotions or interpreting it so it's almost like the art is more like it's like breaking the fourth wall and you're you're the art is this this knowing the history of the thing and knowing the human interaction with it and being part of the human interaction not to really defend modern art but i think that's what people don't think about is even our random art is not random enough or it's mm-hmm. not fully random so mm-hmm. there's this element of inescapable creatureliness that yeah. <laughs> that's just interesting well and the bird is designed and the air conditioning vent is designed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like all these yeah. things are designed yeah. already that are making these noises often. Yeah, that, yeah there's just a weird. Yeah. But what it's about crazy. the banana duct tape to the wall? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, again, it depends it's on the how it's same, placed. It's the same thing. Like, what if is they it use worth? the rule of thirds on the wall? Then it's art. <laughs> the thing, the thing that, that was mm-hmm. shocking. I haven't really studied it much. I've seen it float by, but yeah, the thing that's shocking is how much it was. It was what is it worth in this monetary way that's what was really shocking about it like someone saying a banana on a wall is art is not new but it being worth something is new but even that mm. it's like as christians like you like can bananas. look deeper and deeper yeah you can look deeper and deeper into the thing and knowing it was made by god and that it is intentional and that it like it took him building humans and inventing duct tape you know like mm-hmm. you really could but again the question is is it worth money and that that's something <laughs> is well, it, it compared it to other to, things i don't think it has to be art or yeah, it has yeah, to be worth money sure. in order for it to be art oh I don't, no i think that's no. a fair uh, thing but i think it's pretty dang lazy at, at best so, but <laughs> there's beauty to be had anywhere if know. you want it, to dig for it is is that a banksy piece i don't know i don't, I don't know, I don't what know it who was. did it but somebody ate it i know that <laughs> I thought that was like a, a joke, deal. but I think you're right. Uh, I don't think it's did. a joke. It looks like a real. Babylon B article, but I think you're right. No, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I saw a legit video of somebody <laughs> walking in, and it could have been a different banana duct tape. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but I think what you were just talking about, though, reminds me that, that joy should be humbling, right? If all mm. creation is is um, is art, if everything is already done, and we're maybe sub-creators somewhat, like mm-hmm. no matter what we're creating, we're not actually 
it's all derivative. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, know if I don't know if we did creatureness any justice, but but I guess it's blurring a lot with me for mm-hmm. the humbleness of it. Yeah. So just want to clarify yeah. to anyone, including ourselves, that we're kind of covering both of those points at the same time right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the thing you said, Dave, at the beginning, we'll, we'll go on to humble. The last thing I guess I would say in creaturely is you said you said at the beginning of the sermon, I loved it. You said, essential to our joy is our relationship with God. He is the source of our joy. And then you talked about do not harden your heart. And so the creaturely dynamic is, am I trying to just scrape together joy, even in, in the singing? Like, like, am I trying to feel joy just about the celebration of Christmas or about the meaning and the person of Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, and same in the worship service. Am I trying to scrape together joy and feel joy just about this moment or about this is an interaction with the Creator? This is a relational Mm-hmm. thing and it, it's an interaction with the creator and his people um and so that that feels like maybe a summing up of the creaturely thing and um yeah. in some ways but the we could talk humble i just i just thought that tied in perfectly with the creaturely well and yeah the moment. beginning of the setup was we think we're going to find joy in the practice of joy yes when yes. we're supposed to practice joy we're supposed to do this kind of joy because of god and who he is oh gosh okay sorry that was a thing i wanted to say too mm-hmm. so this can you talk about uh, just a bit about like the means of grace because i think mm-hmm. that too is a thing of where where it's like we've we've seen these patterns of god saying do these things and that's mm-hmm. such a th- these are the things that are going to be a way that my grace is poured out to you and again, as a creaturely, as admitting you're a creature, you say, okay, the shepherd has said t- to do this for my own good. Mm-hmm. Whether I fully understand, I'm going to keep doing these things. So, so what, yeah, what are the means of grace and historically or <laughs> just, right, I, yeah, right. no, just, just we'll say that. in general, in general, yeah, the means yeah. of grace are yeah. God's word, you know, reading it, preaching it, listening, humbling yourself under it, um, singing worship praising prayer um i'm trying to think of what else a lot of people would then add like the fellowship of the body you know living in relationship doing the one another's Mm. as a kind of an umbrella under fellowship and um communion and baptism you know markers of those are ways to i like to say dramatize act out what we believe you know ways of preaching the gospel visibly and bodily Mm -hmm. um so I think those are the primary ones. Am I missing one? I think those are the big ones. And and so in the creaturely frame, I think the, there's this dynamic of, okay, we've seen these things God tells us to do, and we're going to keep doing them. Mm-hmm. And I love that, that all of these are a fight for joy. You know, mm-hmm. you attending the baptism and rejoicing in, in God's renewal of people is a a fight for joy and like yeah. show up, you yeah. know, be there, do it, join in. Yeah. 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 So the practices I think he nails down in this text in Psalm 95 are sing loud. And then he goes to worship and bow down. That's mm-hmm. the creaturely section. Mm-hmm. And then kneel, he goes yeah. to, yeah, kneel and bow down. And mm-hmm. then he goes to don't harden your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the last one. Yeah, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's your humbling part. Mm-hmm. And, I think one of the, well, you said two things in this section that kind of, I don't know, tickled my ears, I guess. Mm. Um, You said, uh, 
You said that um, you've there's dropping my phone. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yes. You you've heard his voice, and the more you don't listen to it, like the less mm. you hear it. I, you yeah. hear it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that, but that I mean that is hardening your heart. Right? I think that was a yeah. good good example of hardening your heart. And mm-hmm. we talked in in middle school and high school a bit about. You know, how do we harden our heart? How do we soften our heart? What are ways to do that? So I'm curious if you want to talk about that. Um, but the other thing that you said that tickled my ear, <laughs> such a weird thing to say. Uh, you said, and you said you were quoting Lewis, and you said, hell is a memorial to human free will. Mm-hmm. Um one at a time, Joey. We gotta talk about one <laughs> thing. I'm just trying to get us to finish. We're like, yeah, it's because I'm talking. Moving. Um, so those are my two thoughts on um, this question. We can take either or both or none mm. of them. Uh, well, the Lewis quote was a paraphrase, so I probably shouldn't go there because I'm sure I mangled it. Uh, you didn't even say it. You just paraphrased. It was yeah, good. It was a yeah, paraphrase. Yeah. Um, Explained it, or yeah, and. I've read so much Tim Keller and C.S. Lewis. I get them mixed up because Tim Keller is basically always quoting C.S. Lewis. So then I, they start to get jumbled in my brain. Um, <laughs> the, the American C.S. Lewis? Because I think there was an article I read on hell where Tim Keller was analyzing C.S. Lewis. And that's where I got that mm, idea from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've merged them. But uh, the what was the first one you said? So you talked about when talking about hardening your heart, you talked about... Oh, hearing um, his voice. Hearing his voice and how yeah. the, the less just, you I, listen to it, the yeah, less you I'm hear it. I'm fascinated by that. So Psalm 19 lays it out real hard. This guy's pour forth speech. You know, going back to the middle point about go outside, look. Mm-hmm. He created this. And so Psalm 19 says he is speaking. And all of the world, he's spoken. And then Romans 1 speaks about it negatively and says, yeah, he's spoken and people are denying his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so then the hardening of heart thing comes in and out in different places you know it comes up in psalm 95 and in the old testament exodus stories and then later on in the new testament in hebrews and so you kind of have to like mash all that up it's like a systematic theology of listening and not listening to god mm. um and c.s lewis actually has a helpful illustration in the magician's nephew i think it is mm where they view a creation story. So it's kind of like a fantastical version of a creation story. And mm-hmm. God is represented by this lion and he's roaring. Really, he's singing creation into being. So mm-hmm. speaking slash singing creation into being. But this guy that doesn't believe into in him is like, just hears a hideous roaring and mm. Lewis comments on how, yeah. That's how true. you can become That's really stupider. It's a great illustration. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and there's a, another interesting negative illustration, the movie Noah, which is a really, I want to use a bad word, a not, a, not a good movie. Uh, just Thanks. not a well done movie. But it, it brings up this classic um, rejection of biblical teaching and it embeds it into Noah and Noah's like screaming about God's silence. Why aren't you speaking to me? And hmm. And I just think it's a great classic illustration of that, like, Dude, he has spoken to you. You know, like mm. he's not—he's not silent. So it's just interesting. Mm. Take a Bible story where God's spoken to somebody, and then change it to where God hasn't spoken. You know, it's just—it's confusing. Wait, he told you to build a boat and yeah. give you all the measurements. <laughs> yeah, <come on>. right. <laughs> yeah, that's a—that's <sighs> so. Yeah, you said uh, the quote I wrote down 
because you you uh, great i was so thankful you talked about but god's never spoken directly to me and yeah that same thing but you said if you walk outside and see a sunset and say there is no god you're ignoring a voice that you have heard Mm, it's like sounds better when you read it back mm. to me (laughs) chris always pretties up your quotes (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure that Edited. was pretty sure. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Man, and it's that it's that I mean again, we talk about in creation real fast it just sparked this thing in my mind of um one of my favorite time travel books, Timeline by Michael Crichton. Mm. Uh, so good. But they talk about uh they they long story short, they travel back in time and they're just shocked by the silence. Oh yeah. And there's no there's no of this underlying hum and white noise around you and so that's what it made me think of it like today we just have all of this just chaos and sound all around us and and we just eventually we tune it out and so there's that danger as a christian is if if god really is showing you things through other people through his word um through spirit bringing things to mind all this stuff and you've just assigned all of that categorically to that's background noise then after a while you start to say it's not happening at all, mm-hmm. right? And so just mm-hmm. in the same way that we live in this just, just mm. you know, pool of crazy noise and it took them going back in time and there being no planes and cars and trains and washing machines to see the difference, you know. Anyway, that's a stretch, but it would, it's what made well, me Well, if of, you yeah. want to experience that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to go try an isolation tank. Yes. Oh, yeah. Float, yeah. I haven't yet. I want to. Tank. Somebody so is there ring? anything about that that's horrifying oh, or is it all cool? <laughs> um, I guess we're at the end. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize the sound was on. If you could grab that remote control and we could just mute the TV, that'd be great. Um, so, well, it's right behind yeah, yeah. me, so um, <laughs> probably you, listener, can hear everything that's going on. There we so, go. So, Dave, um, yeah, say that a question again, because that was a good question. I saw an isolation tank. I've heard about them. It kind of sounds horrifying, but is it not at all? Oh, it's no, just it's totally amazing. awesome. So, basically, you go into this this tank that's probably the size of, probably a little smaller than this office, and it's filled with like 12 inches of water. So it's probably like seven foot by like five foot mm-hmm. tank. Oh, mm-hmm. It's got like 12 inches of water with like 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt in it. Hmm. And you lay back in it. The water is body temperature. So whatever that is, 98.6 degrees or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's soundproof and lightproof. So you lay in it. You can't hear anything. You automatically float because of all the salt. <laughs> So you have like no, basically all your senses are like turned off, you know, there's mm-hmm. no light, so you can't see anything. There's no sound, so you don't hear anything. And then you're floating inside body temperature water, so you don't really feel the water mm. and you don't have to do any effort to sit or stand or float or anything. So then you're in there for like an hour, hour and a half, depending. Anyways, when you come out, it's like all the senses are renewed. You're like, oh, mm. wow, everything is so loud. Oh, colors wow. really are bright. Whoa. Oh, air really is oxygen rich. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like really, huh. it's so really the, cool, man. You way should, to take out the oxygen in the tank? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but everything just kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't wow. know. It's That's cool. It's really cool. It's worth trying. There's a, there's a yeah. place in Temple that I have not been to. I usually go to yeah. a place in Austin when I do it. But yeah. it really, really does kind of like 
make you re-realize mm-hmm. all the sounds after like yeah you know you have it's sensory deprivation you know so you have no sensory yeah. input for like an hour it's pretty wow. it's pretty awesome people go in there to write music people go in there to prepare for oh. sporting events mm-hmm. to come up with ideas for books and poems you know because it kind of takes away all the external distractions and you just have your brain you know wow. it's really cool you know so you could look that up and you could you could try cool. it maybe yeah, we man. could make a trip of it yeah but we probably, <laughs> we probably yeah. should wrap up i don't know do y'all have anything else about joy being humbling I really wanted to get you to talk about hell being a memorial to human free will, but hmm. uh, if it's not necessarily a hundred percent, so yeah, idea-wise, sure I can totally talk about it. I just don't remember the exact quote, but um, it's it's the one. Um, there are two types of people: those who say to God, "Thy will be done," and those to whom God says, "Thy will be done." Yeah, there's there all who are in hell choose it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. hell is is we get to do our own thing hell is absolute us you know and that's a horrible thing it's it's uh life lived apart from god it's 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 the hardening of the heart saying god i don't need you god i don't want you i don't need to live in relationship to you and um that's described in the end as a lake of fire and um yeah, and it's horrible. I mean, I just think again and again, Jesus says many times, it's horrible. You don't want that. You think mm-hmm. you want it. You don't want it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it because I was driving in thinking about that, and it's such a good reminder I needed over and over that there is no true or lasting joy without outside of God. And he's the source mm-hmm. of joy. And like, again, that you said, it's a relationship issue. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thought I had was two, twofold, like, if so, if I'm not feeling joy, if that statement is true, that there's no true or lasting joy outside of God, and I, so if I'm not feeling joy, I, there's at least two things that could be happening. Either one, I've been twisted by sin or circumstance, or my own sin or someone else's sin, in a way that I can't feel the nearness of God, and I can't, you know, and I need to pray and ask God to help untwist those parts of me that are that are blocking out that feeling, mm-hmm. or two i am i'm looking in the wrong place i've i've put my my weight of joy in a, a source that is wrong and mm. um and it's always going to dry up and uh mm-hmm. that was just a really good good reminder for me mm-hmm. sweet thanks for tuning in you've been listening to sunday recap a weekly edition of the grace bible church podcast where we talk about life and faith based off sermon this past sunday for sermon recordings for more podcasts and to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org.